0: Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Bowage and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review. Stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. I should say we do the review because joining me today is Juliane. Say hello.
1: Hello everyone.
0: And today uh, we're going to talk about a book that we have both read. We both finished it recently. And We did. In the last few days. However, there is some very, very, very important science fiction book review podcast news. Is it? Yeah, very important. Oh, what is it? There's been a book which I've been wondering about now pretty much since the start, I know, for years and years, for 10 years now. And I was like, there's a book that I want to know and I've been talking about it. It's about a a person who goes into space, there's first contact, there's something out in the orbit of Saturn or whatever, I always said two like two spaceships go over there's three people on each spaceship and they head out into space and one of them's a doctor and he transfers between the two spaceships to do doctor yeah. doctor stuff on the other spaceship and I read this in like the 90s and I wasn't quite sure when it was when it was written or oh, then it's a first contact book, you turn up yeah. meet aliens and one a, of them's a blanket, a blanket alien
1: a blanket alien, how Finally. can this not be like outstanding and everybody knows it? Yeah,
0: after, after years and years and years of me mentioning this on the podcast you know every what 10 episodes yeah, i'll mention every, what's every this book that while. I want? um somebody got in contact via twitter let me head over to twitter now and um just the guy on twitter simon uh, simeon beresford said um i was surprised no one had told you the title of your forgotten book i'm pretty sure it is all judgment fled by james white and uh, of course, I went over to Goodreads, and, and it is all it judgment is. fled. But it is, that is the book. It was written in um, first published in 1967. Um, so uh, yeah, it actually predates a bit of some books which I thought it was copying. Yeah. So um, rendezvous, rendezvous, rendezvous with Rama is yes. a book which I was sort of like slotted this in with, but it felt like this was like derivative of that. Actually, published before that, that. was before, that. Uh, before okay. that. Yeah, and even right here on the on the um, the first on the front cover, a novel of First Contact because it was the first book that I'd ever read which was kind of self-acknowledging that it was a First Contact book. Okay. Like there's an intelligence craft came in it like it decelerated into orbit around the sun and they're sending over some scientists to go and check it out and to to meet the aliens. Yes. Because a lot of uh, maybe before then there'd been other First Contact books but this was one book which in the text of the novel itself was kind of talking about First Contact as far as I could tell. Right. And even the blurb All Judgment Fled he considers the critically important first contact in in, uh, quote, in quote marks, marks yeah. between humans and others oh. um so it's a book where even the, the term first contact has to be in quote marks because you know 67 it was quite like an early exploration of that so thank you very much to simeon beresford um to what, what was the name sirian beresford yes for, for actually finally getting into contact a big no thank you to tom uh tom Trzanski, who read it it last september september 16th so he's my friend on goodreads if he is a science fiction book review podcast listener let's have a quick look here i should should see it um yeah i mean he's uh he's reading uh neil asher polity agent these are the books that i've read Thanks, Tom Trusansky, for not getting in contact. You read the book in September and you didn't get in contact, so you're obviously not listening to... Maybe you to th-
1: didn't listen to the episodes where you mentioned yes. the book.
0: Uh, anyway, so that sounds like but- it sounds... Oh, yeah, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll, I'll read this book. Couldn't find it as an ebook anywhere. anywhere. Not an audio book, so yeah. I was like, oh, maybe as a paper book. And I went over to Amazon.de, typed in, uh, I can get the All Judgment Fled mass market paper book copy for uh, 65 euros. Or I can get one for €165. Okay. Um, in uh, as a new copy in good condition. It there might are, be.
1: Maybe I look on the library. Maybe, yeah, it, maybe it might be on the library available somewhere. M- maybe,
0: maybe. But yeah. then there's there's other versions which are used in good conditions for like eight euros and things oh, like that. Sounds more like it. Maybe I'll get one. Uh, maybe I'll get one as well. But it's impressive that this is obviously a, uh, uh, it's a collect- discontinued book, a, a disc- or something. No, yeah, no longer published book. But obviously the first editions of this book are yeah. um, 165 euros. So maybe collectible in a way. Oh, wow. Uh, that might sound like the end. Of the good news, and that's the end of the story. No, there is one more book which is still stuck with me. The other one of the long running books, which I read when I was a teenager and can't remember the name of. Which um, one's that? The name that is in my head is Last of the Dogmen, and it's about oh, some yes. people. <laughs> Who go into into um, a hibernation after a, a, there was a, a nuclear war and people go out in hibernation and they wake up and they come out of like this long-term hibernation, you know, hundreds and years later, generations mm-hmm. later, and they go out into North America and it's kind of been repopulated by more like Native American-style tribes and they have adventures with horse people who ride around on horses. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone knows the name of that, for me it's Slash the Dogman, but all of my Googling can't find that book, so I don't know who wrote it and I don't know the real name. So. Uh, yes, post-apocalyptic, like far post-apocalyptic. People come out of hibernation and have adventures in a in a more pastoral environment riding around on the backs of horses. Please <clears throat> tell me, someone tell me the name of that book um, <laughs> because my Googling has failed and,
1: me. And then Luke will be very happy and will stop... Reading because then all the the mysteries are all solved. Yeah,
0: the mysteries are all solved, and then that, that then that'll be the last episode. <laughs> I'll review those two books, and that'll be the last episode of the science fiction book <laughs> review podcast. All right, enough about that. We just did five minutes about books that I've not read since yes, like but 1993.
1: Like, let's just acknowledge, yay, yes. Blanket Alien. Yeah,
0: Blanket Alien. We've wow. got it. It's All Judgment Fled. Great by James White, whose other books I have read as well. There's some of his um, Surgeon General books as well, yes. which is all, they're all about doctors in space. Well, it's not doctors in space, but it's doctors who have to take care of different aliens oh. so like if or i remember humans. rightly the i think the novels that i read was maybe a fix up this is this is literally th- remembering back 25 years yeah. or more um the novels were like these fix-up novels and each like th- chapter each novella in the mm. book was like a new alien that the yeah. surgeon general has to uh, to fix up to tr- and a, li- a bit about their a bit about that alien world and, a bit and stuff like that but again i don't remember very much about it right let's get move on to today's book yes let's do it and uh, which which is a uh, project Hail Mary uh, by Andy Weir. It is now. I'm going to do an opening statement, a preamble to this review, okay. to set expectations of what people will think if I'm complaining about this book a bit. Yeah. That in the end, I'm and then at the end of the review, I'm sort of like, oh, loads and loads and loads of complaints, and then like four stars. And you're like, wait, wait, you were talking about this book, and I was yes. expecting one stars, and you said four stars. I'm not yeah. giving away what okay, my final what, rating what's is. The- um, it's just that, like this book. I okay let me put it this way uh, The Martian which is Andy Weir's first novel his, he self-published it and then it yeah. became a, a real published book he had a rewrite of it there was two different yeah. audiobook versions it yeah. became a movie yes. you know um, and uh, a good movie that I've actually seen twice you yeah. know because I watched it once and I was like okay. hey that's a good movie we watched it in the in the cinema didn't we yeah and but then we uh, our reading experience of The Martian was we were driving over to the uh, to, over to the Netherlands and we wanted a book that we could read on the way there and back heard yep. good stuff about this book yep. got the audio listen book listen to the audio book listen to the audio book on the way there listen to the audio book on the way back thoroughly enjoyed it and it became the like it became a, one of the rare five star reading experiences one of the f- f- rare five star reviews yeah um, and so far there's only been about twelve books on so and that was like the sixth or seventh ever five star book we read it back in 2014 yes and so yeah five it's a five-star book it was a really good reading experience a lot of that reading experience came from me and juliana driving together listening to it together constantly well, not constantly but often pressing pause Pausing, and discussing what we think is going to happen yeah. like oh they could do it like this could solve this problem it's about a guy stuck on mars by yeah. himself mm. and the whole world is trying to save mark Watney. yeah now there was another book in between there called artemis yeah. and i don't really Wasn't, remember very much about no, that me neither yeah
1: don't, I think the fact was that. Was it, it welding? Yeah, it was, it was all about welding. It was all
0: about vacu- welding in vacuums on the moon. That's right. like pretty much the whole novel. <laughs> and there's only a few things that I actually remember about that book, which I might mention some more later on. But yeah. But then people are like, oh, back to form. And the, 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 I'm talking about the context of me reading this book. And yeah. people say, oh, it's back to form he's doing less about someone who uh, you know is on the mars but it's about more engineering and problem solving and saving yeah. the world by problem solving. Yes. And that is what this book is. And I made a note here um that the whole in in the first book, *The Martian*, the whole world tries to save Mark Watney. Yeah, and in this book, Mark Watney tries to save the whole world. It's Except, like the, it's,
1: it's not Mark Watney. It's, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's like a Mark Watney who doesn't swear. And yeah. it's uh, it, it and and weirdly enough, and and I, and I wish I could break it down into a, into a different way like that, but that is what we have, and I think that yeah. is one of the main core things which for me doesn't work in this book which i'll get onto later yeah but it is it, previously it was about everybody trying to save one guy and now it's one guy trying to save everyone yes on in in multiple in you know multiple, multiple situations ways. multiple ways multiple planets you know yes. he's trying to save multiple planets worth of yeah of uh, of whatever of, like we'll get into it in a second yeah um So also, just a bit of context of this review, any negative things that I might say about this review, about this book, I'm not holding against anyone who likes this book. No. I checked out out the ratings on Goodreads. This is a four point. Normally I do this at the end of the podcast, but now here we go. This is a 4.6 star. Yes. um, I just
1: went through that as well. And I looked at it and I I wanted to look for some specific... um, Yeah, Mm. yes, like the variety of of reviews is generally broader, but this is all people just five stars, five stars.
0: So I just want to put this in context. 4.6 stars is very is a very 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 high level of rating of reviews.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: looked at all of the books that I've read on Goodreads and uh, it says that I've read 555 books. That's what that's what Goodread- in Goodreads that, on Goodreads. Like yeah. I mean I've read more books than that but of course this is all of the science fiction book review podcasts that you have read in there yeah. and loads of other books where I was like oh I read that years ago and yeah. you know set, marked it down as read. And the highest rating uh, this would this would slot in in fourth place mm. of goodreads, Good read uh, reviewers of books that I have yes. read. Yep. Not not That's not SFBRP Listens. This is the general Everyone. community reviewed. Yeah. And the first three books are The Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson, The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, and The Way of Kings... Oh no, The Stormlight Archive. Anyway, it's pretty much three Brandon Bra- Sanderson Brandon books. Sanders. And these are these big, chunky books that people only read if they're already if they're really into really Brandon into Sanderson. It. They're self-selected Sa- Brandon yes. Sanderson fans. They're like, oh, a new, massive, you know, what Brandon Sanderson is, is holding up as his great you know masterwork is epic that the, the mm. story that's going to become bigger than him yeah. is going to be this and those are higher rated and this uh and and this uh project hail mary comes in slightly above wise man's fear uh, and the name of the wind which are the king king killer chronicles and a little by, bit by uh, oh that's by patrick rothfuss okay. and and just ahead of game of thrones by george R R martin so in other words this has got the the fan base and the and the and the acclaim of only the only other people who who have reached this height is literally these big, you know, chunky, uh, chucky, chunky epic. fantasy stories yeah. and things. And you've got to, I've got to scroll down quite a long way before I get down to um, anything which is as high as that. And that's you know, which is a science fiction book. And that is Saints of Salvation by Peter F Hamilton. Again, <laughs> a, a book later on in the series that yes. people really With, enjoy. And only yeah. the people who enjoyed the first two books read. The, and it's a recent book, you know. Yes. So this is of course a recent book. So I just want to say that this book seems to be a very highly rated
1: and appreciated r- and
0: very highly appreciated review, yes, and as context for this review, I understand everything that people enjoy and that want to give this a five star book absolutely for me absolutely. like there is a lot of good stuff in this book, and I enjoyed a lot of the things a lot of the individual elements in this book, yes, however, there were like four or five major things, major problems for me in this book, which for for an author who I've given five stars to before, Mm -hmm. like, and I don't want to frame this review sort of like we did with Hyperion, like this is a five star book if it wasn't for these like five or four major things, like with Hyperion. Oh, the ending is really weak and there's this one story that doesn't work and the reveal of the twist is really disappointing, you know, and these other kind of things. There's a few of those things. Oh, and it's about a subject, you know, the the poetry that they talk about is like, I just don't care about. Yeah. Whereas, with this book i think the flaws are in the execution and the decision making of the author yes rather than any specific thing in this book which i don't uh which which i didn't enjoy so i also i don't want this review just to become like Oh, just change the book in these, you know, in this in these five ways, and <laughs> no. I'll give I know to give no, no, you five could, stars. You couldn't really do that, but I just want to again. So that's all of this stuff. Like I say, I'll we'll get to some stuff that I really enjoy about this book. But again, there's a few things as I go through this. If it seems like that I'm being overly critical, I'm uh, the critic. My criticism of this book has to be framed in that, like a previous book of this author. I gave five stars to and Mm -hmm. then the general consensus is like oh this is that same author that you gave five stars Mm -hmm. to forget about his middle book this is his him back on form yeah and that's what that's where any criticism I come from is is from that kind of expectation and from my own desires of what I want from a an Andy Weir book
1: yeah um when so. we when we were about to sit down to record this podcast, yeah. just before, yeah, um, I finished this a few days ago. Actually, this book uh, I read it as an as the e book, and you listen to it to the audiobook. Yeah,
0: and, and you also listened to a little bit of the audiobook as we were driving. As we were driving
1: along to just get a glimpse in what, yeah, how it sounds because it does make an impact. Yeah, it, it changes the experience of the book, um, especially in this book because there were bits that are difficult to transport written and you can do stuff about it
0: audio wise audio yeah. audio
1: wise yeah so i wanted to listen to that how that was uh, done and um these few days in between mm-hmm. i just had a bit of time to reflect on a lot of things in the book oh <laughs> and now when i looked through the and i was thinking oh today today mm. i was thinking okay what what kind of rating do i give this book
0: yeah and yeah cuz we both finished it like 2 or 3 days ago yes, and, but you've been busy, with work, bu- busy and, with work and i was a and bit ill i didn't
1: have the the headspace to do the podcast but I say, yeah, you know, I've just
0: got a bad neck and was struggling a bit with uh, with uh, moving my yes. neck. <laughs> but
1: it's better now, isn't it? It's mostly better
0: mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but it was just creating headaches and stress. Yeah. Yes.
1: So I was thinking about that and I thought, oh, I just have a look on Goodreads, what people say. And normally what happens <sighs> is, is that I scroll down and I do find a person yeah. that represents my thoughts
0: uh, yeah, yeah. quite like, well
1: and maybe even better than is I so could've... if
0: you're thinking oh I thought this was like a three and a half star but you find someone who says oh three stars but actually three and a half stars and you read it and they kind of reflect what you're yeah I get and it and
1: generally other people are better than in putting down their opinion that coincida- coincides with also being my opinion but in this book I uh, I couldn't
0: you and couldn't find anyone I'm who reflects I'm glad
1: that you did just now this um, preamble kind yeah. of you know putting hey, people yeah. out there um we come from the same place as you are and you are enjoying this book and i can see why but i do have i do have things to yeah. say about this oh, book right.
0: let's get into it let's, okay let's just talk about a bit about the book, book and it's about the setup of the book yeah. is that somebody mark Watney wakes up it's and not mark Watney. it's it's a it's like a younger version of Mark Watney. Grace Ryland. Grace Ryland. Doctor Grace no, Ryland. No, Ryland Grace. Ryland Grace. Oh yeah. Doctor Ryland Grace. Yes. I don't think he's doctor. Oh, is he doctor? I can't remember. Anyway, but he mm, wakes up so. and he's got and he's on and he doesn't know where he is. Yeah. He, he comes out and there's two dead people laying beside him. He's like, oh, who's this guy? Who's that guy? Mm. Or who's this girl? Who's that guy? Or whatever it is. Yeah. And then he he's got amnesia. And over the course of the first few chapters, he, he works out that he is on a spaceship yes, somewhere not near Earth. Yep. And he's been in a coma um, or he's been in cold sleep or whatever you want to say, a medically induced coma for a long time for the entire trip. Yes. And uh, yeah, and then he's... Uh, and then he's uh, but he doesn't he doesn't remember why he's there and he slowly has to work out what like what What's he's doing there on, why he's doing there like what why his past he is
1: going, why he is there and the others aren't
0: his backstory is revealed through alternate chapters or sections in chapters where he uh, where he remembers some stuff and his memories come back to him and it points yeah. out oh I was a high school student what am I doing in space no and, not student uh, no, no, I know. I was a high school teacher yes. um, yeah he's talking about his students and things and yes. then what am I doing in space and then it's revealed oh I'm actually you know I used to be an ex Expert and I was the person who proposed that there was a kind of life form which wasn't based on water; it was based on other chemicals, and yeah. it was shunned. And because he couldn't hack it in academia, yeah. he didn't do it. But he he, he does that. He his PhD was in you know speculative alien life or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so he works out what he's doing there. And as time goes on, he has to do the Mark Watney thing of like, oh, I've got to solve a problem. Hmm. What am I doing here? Why is it too heavy? Like, or what is gravity? And then he starts working out how he can measure gravity. And he's at 1.5 Gs. And he's yeah. trying to work out, you know, oh, I'm at 15 meters per second per second. and
1: Lots of equations.
0: And then as it goes on, it turns out that he is on a mission, which is a Hail Mary mission. Do you understand the expression of a Hail Mary project? project. Um it's uh, from the sporting kind of context. Sporting context you get you get to the end of the you get to the end of the uh, uh, let's say American football game. Yeah. And you've got 0 seconds left on the on the clock. Yes. Uh, but you need you need a, to score a goal. One one goal. And so you just do a Hail Mary pass, which in other words you're not throwing it to anyone, you just run the quarterback you just, just runs back in... and just chucks it like really far in the air and just like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe or maybe not, but maybe one of my team will catch it and run down to the other end and get the, the touch goal. Or a Hail Mary uh so it's a Hail like Mary a sh-
1: a sh- shooting in into the uh, uh, into the open. Yeah, yeah well, you don't not know. just
0: open. It's sort of like oh yeah, like the, you see at the end of the basketball with the buzzer beaters in oh, yeah, the basketball. Where they try uh, yeah, to do the dunk. Yeah, the, yeah from well not just the dunk. Like they the, just all the way at the back and they just chuck it and they're like yeah. well I hope it goes in and, and sometimes goes, it does <gasps> and so and when it does go in you're like oh that was a Hail Mary attempt so ah. in other words it's sort of like you just chuck something out there and then say Hail Mary full of grace please let this work out and then you know and it, and, and it goes in and you get a three pointer at the you know from ah, off I the see. end of the court on the other one no of it over course
1: I did not know so that so anyway that's
0: what pre- Project Hail Mary is like a Hail Mary attempt I, I mostly know it from sporting context
1: I always like I thought I mean I think they did explain something Something nope, it, in it's no, not It's not, it's not really. I thought this was weird that it had this name to, because to me that just feels like uh somebody who who named this project was Catholic and then they said Oh yeah. hey no, no, you no, Mary no. save us or it's, whatever.
0: It's- uh, uh, it's the um, the the overriding American chauvinism Of this book that um, Here we go No, no, I'm just saying This is what this book is yes. That it's written from Such a flag-wavy Yay, go America freedom Kind of point of view yes. That American um, cultural references Just aren't explained Or just not mentioned at all yeah. And then cultural references From other places Are overly explained oh, yes. And uh, and or, or just like Faded over or whatever yeah. So, so that's it anyway so just say getting past this Hail Mary attempt to sort of like oh there's something which is uh, which is upsetting the earth earth sun system and um, Venus yeah oh yeah yeah it's, it's the, uh, sorry the, the sun and Venus system yeah. where something is siphoning off the energy from the sun yes and uh and because of that the earth is cooling down and mm. we need to make sure that we don't go into another ice age and then everything on everyone on earth dies yeah. and he is heading out to the stars to uh to do something Oh, what it is he's going to a star which hasn't been affected by that yes and they're like why what's going what's on special again special and it's difficult to get into areas where there's no sweat to, to, to avoid spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. but just to say there is some first contact stuff in this book and i could see that coming. you could just keep see it coming a mile away yeah. um that actually he is not the earth isn't the only people turning up to the system to try and solve this problem yeah there's a, there's a, another if ship out there
1: the one place where there's an anomaly and yeah. anywhere has the same problem they're gonna get yeah go, they're gonna also go to go the go same place and gonna meet so that's yeah.
0: what so that's the setup for the book yeah. mark Watney heading off to save the earth and he's the only one left alive on his spaceship His name isn't Mark Watney, is it? It's Ryland Grace. Ryland Grace. Okay. So that's the setup for the book. Everything that we talk about now, going to try and avoid some spoilers, but uh, it's in this situation. It's safer if you now go...
1: and read the book. No, no, no. I don't think anyone <laughs> don't needs to
0: read the book. No? But again, I, I'm just saying like that's the setup for the book. Okay. That is way more than I knew going into the book. Yes. But that's enough to get into the book and read along and discover things along with him. Like yes. why? Why is he there? Because oh, pretty much what we've said there, except for that there's first contact and there's some alien that turns up. Um, that's all within the first. One or two chapters, True. isn't it? Or three chapters. Yeah. And, there's, and this is a big, chunky book. There's a lot more to go on. In fact, it even says here in the blurb of the book, um, it says, His crewmates are dead, his memory is fuzzily returning. Um, uh, and thanks to an unexpected ally, he might just have a chance. So, in other words, mm. unexpected ally is right there in the blurb of the book. Mm. Um, yeah, first contact. Let me put it that way. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. I've got some notes here. Okay, go for it. And uh, notes. Um, context is fake. Okay, so first of all, the, the main setup of this book is that he wakes up and he doesn't know he, he how he is or who he is. Who he is. Who he is. Mm. And he's got this really strong amnesia and his memories are coming back to him Bit and a bit, uh, bit by bit. Now we yeah. had a conversation about this when I was about like ten percent, twenty percent into the book, yeah. And you were like halfway through the book or a bit more, yeah. I'm not sure if you had actually got to the reveal or, or some of what's revealed a bit later. But I said the losing memory mechanism mm. is so unsatisfying. There must be a twist involved, and I made that note right at the start. Yes, because
1: I was not at that point yet.
0: Where what?
1: Where it's revealed?
0: Oh, what what's actually going what's on with actually, his memory? Okay. Yeah. But there, in turns out there is. Yeah. But it was it's so clumsily done yes. that it was. I was astounded that Mark Watney. No, sorry, Grace Ryland. Ryland, Ryland Grace. Grace wasn't way more like, oh, what's going wrong here? So I'm like, oh, I've been in a coma for four years. Yeah, a bit of amnesia is pretty much. And I was, and I said to you, it must be something, there must be like an alien ship. And this is even before we got to the first contact part. I was like, there must be an alien ship nearby, which they've already got there and they tried doing it once and they failed. And now they're like, oh, wipe these, wipe these two people died, wipe that one's memory. And then we're going to start it again and see if they can solve the problem fresh. It felt like we're in some kind of Truman show kind of setup where the rules had been artificially made to be perfect for the storytelling that needed to be told in this story yes. not that this happened naturally or that it was a natural occurrence that he, like the way that his memory was blanked out because we need someone like this is the whole point of the Martian is that Mark Watney is there solving problems solving problems solving. Yeah. Mo- and it's great that he's solving problems and he's very good at it he's both the, the engineer the mechanical guy and, and the botanist yes um, and he's, he's a lively personality who can get through this he doesn't need yeah. human contact he can you know he's the perfect he's the perfect person to be solving problems now and he was in an unusual situation that he wasn't meant to be in yeah. abandoned on Mars yeah because he was presumed dead on Mars, but yeah. he wasn't dead on Mars. He just, you know, he just made didn't make it to the spaceship when they were taking off in a sandstorm. Yeah. Now the thing with Grace Ry- Ryland Grace is that he is an expert who should have been trained to be on that mission. Yeah. And should be, like, he's on, He's already on the mission, doing the job that he's meant to be doing. Yeah. And so for him to have to solve problems, like, yep. literal things, like, how do I turn the ship on? Like, how do I use the telescope on the ship? Mm-hmm. Like, for him not to know those kind of things when he would be a highly trained astronaut to be able to use them, yep. felt... Too convenient that, oh, we need a way that this guy can start solving problems right away. Oh, we'll have him lose his memory. And, and also, yeah. that's
1: just a way to transport uh, to us yeah. readers. To explore everything yeah. because we don't
0: know. From the point of ignorance. And, yeah. it, and it doesn't work for me because to have a main character also be our reader viewpoint character and our proxy for someone to not know what's going on. They're like, what are we doing here? Oh, you're all in here? Oh, what are we doing? You know, to have those conversations. But to have the person having those conversations in his head and yeah. literally like, what is my name? Am I a pedophile? Yeah. You know, all that I, kind of stuff.
1: I, I thought the whole time there was... Bits missing that I thought our, because it is from our standpoint of uh, technology view, mm. there would be background in the ship. There would yeah. be. Uh, you know, like a logbook. Yeah, no and There log would book. be there would be uh, film. Like people record stuff yeah. like crazy in he, our times. He there literally would be had, filmed.
0: Here's the here's the crazy thing. He literally had in the computers yeah. the entirety of every piece of software that's ever been done. Yes, all of Wikipedia that's ever been done. Every all bit of human knowledge before him setting off. Yeah, and he. Once he remembered his name, he didn't look up himself on Wikipedia. Yeah. Now, I know this is such a weird thing. Like, Google yourself yeah. and you will have found out who you are and Wh- it would have jogged your memory you all the way through. Yeah. And it's such an annoying thing that, like, you have a copy of every Everything. book, every book that's ever been done. Just look up the state of the knowledge of Project Hail Mary. Just type into Wikipedia, Project Hail Mary, enter, and look at the crew list. You'll be able to work out who's going there. All of the history of everything running up until the day that you left Earth System, everything would have been documented probably on Wikipedia, just on Wikipedia. Even
1: even if it wouldn't be Wikipedia, if you have a project like that and is run by the officials that are currently doing stuff, everything would be meticulously put down.
0: Anyway, so the the whole, literally the whole conceit of him having amnesia was undone in chapter two when they said, oh, we have the entire, every file or whatever it is like, oh, we're going to, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. chapter three, whenever they said, oh, we're going to use like every book in the Con- Library of Congress and mm-hmm. all of Wikipedia and all of every bit of software. I'm just like, well, oh, just look, it's a, just search for your name. Like, yeah. they there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to do that. Anyway, so... It's uh, like it sets up this idea of someone being able to do the problem solving, which is the good bit of the book, which I want to get onto in a bit. Mm. Um, later on, I got to the point where it was um, revealed, like the what, like oh, put it this way. Another sh- really dumb thing about this is that his memories come back to him in bite-sized pieces in chronological order from the start of when he could possibly have lost his memories like oh like this is happening ah you know i remember this and it it, it plays out now i wouldn't mind that that we we could have i don't know how to say this but like the idea that you tell two stories in two different time frames flicking between the two of them Mm. it's fine that is a, a very Obvious and normal normal way of telling a story to reveal other stuff to us slower, Mm -hmm. like uh, to us readers, to hold back bits of backstory from us. Yeah, but it it's doled out at the speed of plot, not at the speed of memory returning. Yes, like there's lots of chapters in the first day that he's awake and you're like oh when he's working out what's going on the ship and then it's sort of like and then two weeks passed when i was doing this to the ship and then but in those two weeks we're not revealed any more memories like the memories stop <laughs> coming back to him when plot doesn't need to be progressed yeah and then when plot needs to be progressed we then get the perfect bit of memory at that point that is jogged by there now that isn't badly done like oh i look up and i see i don't know i see some stars or i see this thing and then no, he but- has a memory about some stars like it, it makes sense that things that he's doing and thinking about and problems that he's solving jog bits of memory later mm. on but that they all come out perfectly in cho- mm. chronological order felt really yeah. really fake
1: the, the, you know the way that my memory works is that i want to really remember something and it doesn't come at that point no and then uh hours later i sit here and then uh something i wanted to remember really badly at 11 o'clock is then coming at that point yeah um so yeah so this is not how yeah. amnesia and memory works no. is it
0: no, it not But it, like I say, it it, for it con- it's for the convenience of the plot. It yes. works, okay. And it just what it was never working for me because yeah. I always thought there was going to be a twist that comes up. Now later on, it's re- there's a few reveals reveals that why him as a uh, a high school teacher is actually on the mission. Yeah, he wasn't that he wasn't the main choice, and that's kind of revealed as we go through because there's other science experts. And then the reason why. He, the availab- seat availability comes up was the most disappointing way possible because it wasn't a character moment. Yeah, like it wasn't a character moment for anyone else. It was sort of like, oh, did the other did the other people drop out or whatever happened again? I'm not going to give anything away, but that is uh, there's literally um, uh, I made a note here. It's the most boring way possible. Not. A clever ploy, not a fun twist. They just need a replacement. There's actually a, a quote, the decision made itself. And I was like, I never want to be reading drama mm. where the decision made itself. It's sort of like, oh, there's all these humans around, all these human motivations and everything is here. Like there's all these different ways and different things that human motivations and characters could do something. And there are some people who are superficially interesting in the, in the flashbacks back to Earth. Yeah, there's Strat and there's um, other people. I don't remember the names of some Russian people with who drink a lot and some, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, what combination of these different characters and and, and influences and motivations are going to butt up against each other mm-hmm. to end up with Mark Watney on this mission rather than the real crew. Yeah. And it's none of those things. It's something that happens beside all of that. And it's sort of like the decision is made itself. And then it's revealed what the memory twist was. Mm. And the and there's this moment again later on in the book which reveals some something to to uh, Grace Ryland Grace mm-hmm. and he's like, like oh wow I wasn't expecting that memory mm. but that happened so late on in the book and I'm being intentionally vague here yeah but it does there is a main character arc yeah. for the main character there was like this huge character arc yeah. which could have happened with this main character it. Unfortunately, he doesn't remember his own his own backstory. Yeah. So what could have been revealed or what could have been an amazing setup for the start of the book to kick off the novel at yeah. the very start of the book. Yes. Like this event of like how he gets to be on this mission at all and his reaction to it. Yeah. So then what he does at the end of the book, that is that like... That gets
1: lifted. Yeah, that it, would get lifted so much. It is so a much.
0: textbook character arc for a main character or just any character. Yeah. You start off in this thing, you go through a journey, you end up changed and you reflect back on the different things yeah. and you make different decisions at the end of the book than you do at the beginning of and the that book. you would have done... That is if, what yeah. a character arc is. Yes. And he... And he kind of does that, but in... At, at, at like 85% of the way through the book it's revealed that he would have made one decision but he didn't remember it so he's been making other things and then at 90% of the way through the book he completes his character arc so the main journey character yeah. arc that the main character goes on happens between 85% of the novel and 90% of the novel there's literally a 5% of the novel where he realises something and because it happened to somebody he didn't even remember like it happened to, it might as well have happened to someone else because he didn't remember it he's like yeah. oh that's weird well I wouldn't I wouldn't think of the same thing now or whatever the the, watch alarm went off what's that yes the bread bread bread. okay so anyway uh, we'll we'll press pause in a second so there is a delay of the reveal yeah and it's meant to be a twist but actually all he's doing is robbing me of any character development at all from a story where there were, there could have been major character development yeah. except the amnesia made it for him forget actually what his main what who, his character was like who he is. actually is yeah. and he's sort of like well I mean this is I'm in this situation just got to make the best of it I've just got to be yeah. upbeat I've got to do everything yeah. cool and I'm like yeah. ah that
1: is not yes
0: However, uh, I just want to say this: in *The Martian*, I didn't care about the lack of character development because that's not what I was reading. It was like this this story the storytelling was relied more on this problem solving cycle.
1: And I want to add here: I think one big reason why *The Martian* was so I wouldn't say forgiving, but why I didn't have that impression of these big issues was yeah. that the stuff that he did on Mars was the problem solving yeah. with himself. And then the backstory was currently going on on Earth.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't a backstory. The B-plot. Exactly. Yeah, the B-plot the was B-plot. like other so people solving problems, like NASA line, and but stuff. But it
1: wasn't, I mean, there were some bits with backstory and history, what happened, but they were equally important. Yeah. And here... In this book, and this is why I'm so conflicted, because I really enjoyed reading it. Yeah. Thinking about the book is... Completely different yeah. because thinking about the book makes me reveals
0: all this fridge logic.
1: Absolutely yeah. everything, and I could go on big rants about lots of things in this book, and yeah. I really don't want that because yeah. I enjoyed it and I understand why so many people do yeah. enjoy it. But as soon as you look just underneath, no, but for me it wasn't things, even underneath; no, it was here but, on the surface. But but if you start thinking about more and more what what the what what you actually read, yeah, I think it's like kind of like. It's like shimmering over all the big uh, issues yeah. with this book. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that really it makes me really uncomfortable because um, there was there would be so many things that I I could just uh, yeah yeah re- really get into details why I your alarm didn't off Do you
0: want to do this bread I can just pause this recording for one second Should we do yes. it Yes. Yeah. all right and we're back Juliana's has put the uh, oven on for making some bread yeah That's nice um okay so that was my main that was like complaint number one okay. big complaint number one yeah i think i'll do three main complaints okay good. second complaint is stop talking siri second complaint is that um andy weir isn't good enough at writing characters um he, he just the characters and character interactions mm-hmm. like R- 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 ryland grace it's one of those things I can't remember where it comes from but like describe the main character with one like one word to describe the main character and this was a Star Wars thing and it's sort of Mm -hmm. like yeah describe Padme or something like that and everyone's like princess no 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 one thing about her character oh she's she's determined you're like okay great a determined person or something but then you say like Han Solo and people are like "Mm, you know uh, roguish you know Mm. adventurous and then they're like and now um, Obi-Wan Kenobi in that first series and people are like I guess the guy anyway so this comes down it comes down to this kind of thing now I don't mind that again Mark Watney in The Martian you could say describe his character and you'd be like upbeat because it was about somebody who was stranded by himself and his you know his, his defining characteristic is that he had to get through three years living by himself as the only person yes. on the planet that's why the book is called The Martian because he was the, the, the Martian the, the one the person, person. There, yeah. like that so having a character who you could describe as upbeat like he liked disco music and was into you know dumb tv programs or whatever it was totally fine um but it's in this book that the only defining character trait of this guy i mean andy weir even did it in his artemis book because the only defining trait of the main character in that is that she swore a lot is as, as, yeah. as far as i can see and the defining character of this guy is that he doesn't swear a lot but then uh, of Ryland grace is that he's like oh gosh darn it you know and you're like oh yes. this is like yeah that uh, then
1: sounds uh, way do British?
0: Yeah, no, not no, no. Gosh darn it! I don't, I don't know. Maybe don't know. maybe a, not a British, but like some of his uh, hot diggity dang, and you're like, just say fuck yeah, like just just yeah. throw in some swears Remember at some point. Remember
1: when we when we uh, listened to the the Martian book, we actually listened to the pre audible version. Oh yeah, yeah, it was the and uh, that was like that that had all the swearing in it, and yeah. then they edited that uh, into the uh, you know this can be also this yeah. is good for all other markets. So I think in this one. It's just too bland.
0: There's nothing there. Like, I was literally trying to think of the one word which would wrap up Ryland Grace. I would
1: say grey. Grey? He feels like a grey character. No, uh,
0: again, you could say grey, but I would say sarcastic. Because Uh, almost like the only defining part of his humour yeah. was like some sarcasm, sarcasm. and I'm like I, he just wasn't like he wasn't not fun to be around yeah. but he wasn't fun to be around he was like you say like exactly 50% grey you know yeah. um, when you when you hold like these um, these wall panels that we have like are meant <laughs> to be like in inos- an inoffensive yeah. and bland as possible this is somebody who is like out in the stars literally saving humanity and mm. I just wanted like anything at all for him Mm. Then the alien shows up and by the end of the book we're like, friends, yay, friends, we're best friends and things. And I was like, what does Rocky the alien see in Ryland Grace? And what does Ryland Grace see in the alien? And they're having conversations and they're getting on well, but I'm like... They've never asked about each other's history. They don't talk to each other about anything except engineering. And again, engineering—get onto that. Really enjoyed all that part of the book, yeah. but nothing. There's there's nothing there. Like he's always no, a because like a there void. is nothing
1: there because this guy is a representation of humanity. And he he wouldn't talk about these things. I don't know. Uh,
0: Later on, it's revealed that when he gets the memories back, they're like, oh, you're you're like this and you're like that. And I'm like, you're now telling me at the end of this, 85% of the way through the book, we're actually revealing what his personality is by somebody else psychoanalyzing him and just saying, the reason you're like that is that. The reason you've not done that is because of this. The reason you do that is because of that. And I'm like, why didn't we have that in actions from the start of the book yeah like why is it that the the we learn more about this alien but then ne- we never learn anything more about the alien it's sort of yeah. like oh the alien only they only become good friends because by default they're the only two people in this other solar yeah. system yeah. and it's like a man and his dog or whatever and i'm and i think ryland grace is the dog like i think yes. he, that ryland yeah. grace is the less intelligent one who is yeah. just kind of I there. Mean, he,
1: he keeps uh, even mentioning that yeah um but to be honest, the the bits uh, in in space, yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the um, the, the description and what yeah, happens. I, I, it- I want
0: to get onto all of that in a second. Again, I, let me do my last two my last okay. two main issues here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, the other the other um characters in the book, these other people that they have back on Earth, mm. are all like broad stereotypes
1: like all the russians are much so much yeah
0: all the russians are drunkards and And drink vodka all the time
1: and they have this very dark humor i mean that is true i know i know there were some some funny jokes and some bits are true but it's just painful
0: also a lot of the characters come off as like there was this one character who was this crook who like he he scammed some money out of some mm. governments in Africa just g- generically racistly Africa, um yeah. in a way which really stood out to me. I'm like this is this is this other character this New Zealander who and you're like oh there could be something interesting going on here no mm. but those interesting characters are only there to progress some engineering like yeah. they don't none of these characters actually have a life of their own. There are two characters who have lives of their own and those are the two um, science advise or the science crew yeah. and one of them is like this hotshot young um you know she's she's already she's on track to get a Nobel Prize and she's only 32 or whatever yeah and the other one is this expert guy who is um I know it's weird to say well it's like somebody do you remember that because we were actually watching it on we we're listening to this on the on, yeah. the, on the on the on the car journey yeah. Yeah, yeah. and there's this guy who is this? Um, he's an astronaut, and no, he's not an astronaut. He's the no, science he's a, guy.
1: But he has PhD in uh, whatever,
0: and he's talking different... about his relationship, and he's sort of yes. like, "Oh, this person, and I, we are having sexual intercourse right now," and they're like, and he's like, and Mark Watney is like, "Oh no, don't oh, tell uh, me this. I didn't too want me. to know that. I didn't want to know that." And the way he talks about himself, like, and he's a, he's a black guy, an older black guy with this deep voice, and talking about, it. and we do this. Yes, it's good, and 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 I was like, the what what he's done, mm. what. Mandy Weir has done is watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and there's... The Captain Holt on there, yeah. Holt. Yeah. Have you seen this? The, the like the, yeah, the, yeah. the the boss of the department yeah, yeah, yeah. of the, department I, I, I of I the precinct. I do
1: understand who you are talking about.
0: And it is literally just being. Oh, what if Captain Holt wasn't a homosexual, but was you know uh, heterosexual and happened to be a science guy yeah. and was in this novel. And I'm like, you're just writing like even the way that he was speaking, like mm. the way that he would make sentences, mm. is the way. It's funny. I mean, it's funny because like it's a funny characterization and it's the exact characterization characterization of Holt in Brooklyn nine nine mm. and it's so weird to see that just sort of like oh this person is just like you've just put Holt in your book mm. and so it's unfortunately that the most memorable character seems to me like just someone borrowing a character yeah. from from a, from an existing comedy work and things um and then yeah, and some of these other characters. One one person's character defining character is that they are a Beatles fan, and they're naming the Beatles these mm. little robots that uh, you know autonomous robots that are going to send information back to Earth. Yes, and he says, "Oh, and this beetle is called Pete. They're all named after the named after the uh, um, named after the Beatles." And you're sort of, like, "But who is Pete?" You know, and there's this whole long thing. Like, uh. Well, Pete Best was the beetle before Ringo Star was the Beatle. and it's explained over and over. But this character said. The Beatles are my favourite band. I think *Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band* is one of the greatest moments in musical history. Yeah. Here's the thing: if you're a Beatles fan, you wouldn't say, "I think *Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band* is." You just wouldn't say that. You just wouldn't say that. You just say, "Oh, *Sergeant Pepper's* is my favourite album," and everyone would be, like, "Oh, mine's *Revolver*, mine's whatever." Like you, you, the that the person spelled out what their favorite album was by its full title shows me yeah. that they weren't a real Beatles it's, fan or in, they weren't talking about the I Beatles have, in a way that any Beatles fan I've ever heard would ever talk about the Beatles I
1: have a great analogy here and it's a food related analogy oh, yeah. but it fits so well yeah in germany and in berlin especially yeah. you have currywurst mm you know it's a a dish it's a a sausage and it has some curry ketchup on top and fries and then you get um ketchup and uh, mayonnaise along with it yeah if you are a person who is often regularly and happily consuming this you don't say i want a currywurst with uh, chips and mayo and ketchup yeah they are specific ways of saying of ordering that, it yeah of ordering it. And yeah. everybody knows this yeah. person knows their shit. Yeah. So you just say uh, Pommes Schranke with yeah. currywurst. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm not I'm not a currywurst yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah but I know what you mean. An-
0: it's sort of like but if you're explaining like if somebody else is asking you about the Beatles Uh, Look, I I don't know. I'm just saying it's like whatever it is. If you are actually
1: a fan, you have the lingo of a fan. And that's the
0: thing (laughs) that the the New Zealand guy who was saying, oh, I'm really passionate about helping people in Africa. Mm. So I went to Africa and there was some somewhere in northern Africa. You're like, no, no, no. If you're passionate about helping people in Africa, you go to um, the Ivory Coast or you go to Nigeria. You don't go to generic racist Africa. Africa. And Africa is huge. And when they're talking about, <laughs> oh yeah, and we defrauded some governments of North Africa, it, you wouldn't say like you <laughs> that's not what you would say in that situation. Yeah. You're sort of like, oh yeah, I scammed Libya and Morocco. Or whatever, you know, whatever Tunisia and Morocco, like we got some money out of them. Like you wouldn't say, I got some money out of some generic country in North Africa. And these are the characters in their own voices yeah. talking in ways which is so unbelievable. Okay, that's that that's put out aside. The characters in this book. Andy Weir isn't good enough at writing characters, which worked okay in The Martian.
1: Yes, because there are no characters. Yeah. They're like a handful on Earth.
0: And the AB story worked okay. Okay, here's the final thing. And this is the one of the most damning things about this book for me, mm. is that what I loved about The Martian from Andy, by Andy Weir mm. is... The problem-solving in the way that, like, we were listening to the problem, and they're mm. sort of like, "Oh, we're in this situation, and what are we gonna do?" Yeah. I need to grow some potatoes, mm. and I'm like, in "And you can, you can Mars pause, soil. The, yeah, in Mars soil, and you pause the book, and like, he's gonna have to mix that with his own shit. Like, you, you as a human person, yes. like, as a human person with like general knowledge and problem-solving skills and basic science kind of stuff, yeah. can work that out. And then you press play, and what does he do? He starts, he starts mixing Martian soil with his own shit because he needs, he needs the some bacteria, bacteria yeah. you know, and then. Later on, you know, I'm just picking up just a few things that were a delight in the book, sort of like, yes. oh, I need a working radio, yeah. and they've already mentioned that. Oh, Pioneer is over there, or yeah. some, you know, the Spirit and Opportunity rovers. rovers are there, yeah. and you're like, how far? And you you start doing it in your head. Of course, you don't you don't have the map in your head, but you're like, oh, there's actually some radios. You, have, you get there's, ideas. Yeah. And and when he's talking about welding, you think about this, mm. and when he's going to talk about duct tape, you think about mm. that. You know, in mm. the orbital mechanics, you're like, oh yeah, you're gonna do, the, you know, gonna swing mm. around, and even the politics kind of stuff, you're like, you're solving. Problems problems along with the nasa politicians mm. back back home it's it's all of those amazing moments which are kind of hinted at in um in apollo 13 where you're like you know the people come out <laughs> and they dump down a th- uh, like a, a big box of parts
1: this is all the stuff available yeah to this the is all the stuff that's now. on the
0: ship yeah you need to get this square peg into, into that round, round hole stuff. go yeah and they go away and in the movie, you don't get to see them. You don't get to see them solve that. But they come back and they're like, "We've got a process. You've mm. only got this much duct tape or whatever, mm. and this plastic bag. We've solved it." what made the Martian good was it was those it was those guys solving that problem but the Andy Weir as the author gave you all of these puzzle pieces set them all out in front of you and then said right here's a problem and you're like ah right he's got a rover he's got this much battery he's got Mm -hmm. this much stuff he's got to go through this place he's got to get that and you as the person that's what made it a five star reading experience that all the time you were thinking "All right, how much power does he need Mm. where how does he get to Mm -hmm. and of course you're like it's well written uh, like it's like every single moment in the book is like set up in a way that of course there's going to be a solution to it because you know he's not going to die at the end yeah and of course there's he's going to find a way through but all of the problems were human scale problems with one guy just trying to survive for 300 days on mars yeah and there's going to be a sandstorm and it's going to fuck him up and then his tent is going to burst this book this book the problems aren't human scale Yes. Like, how to solve this problem is... Get the entirety of the the, uh, the human race to work with alien uh, species or alien technologies, kind of thing, to funnel every single thing that's available. If you literally want to set off nuclear bombs, you're allowed to do that. All that kind. Yeah. So all of the like the backstory and how he arrived there, problem solving is at a scale which isn't interesting for me as a human to solve because it's too the scale it's is too, too big. big and yeah. they try and he tries to put a human face on that, which is. Character called Strat, mm. who becomes this the head of the program, the head of the Hail Mary project, yeah. who has the whole world at her disposal so she can just solve any problems. Like, oh, if you want to do this, how would you solve it? Well, you could do it legally this way, you could do it mechanically this way, you could spring people out of prison and make them promote them to the top of your organization. Why? Oh, it's okay. Like, so all of that problem solving was too big of a scale. Yeah. And then the stuff in the like the main, the A story, which is mm. uh, uh, Ryland Grace out in, in space, in, in space. Mm. some of the problem solving. Is fine. However, the problem is already solved. He just needs to resolve it because he just needs to re- re-remember. re-remember it. Yeah. So, all of that, not very satisfying. Mm. Do, you, do you need to go and do the bread one more time? Yes. Okay, I'll press pause and I'll get into point two. So yeah, the the scale of the problem was was bad. And then, let like us say, when you're on on the spaceship, a lot of the problems he was like resolving problems. He was just finding out stuff, yeah. Which he would have known. He could have found out it by like looking at his own database and typing <laughs> in Artemis Project, not Artemis Project, um, uh, Hail, Hail Mary, Mary Project. Project, Hail Mary. Yeah. Like well, he would he could find it all like, just by googling it. So it was unsatisfying that he was having to resolve problems which were artificially not in his brain because he had amnesia and didn't even think to to look up the reference Files that you already had.
1: Yes, and even every single little little problem that he then thought one way, and then oh, I can do it this way. Yeah, he has all the software. All the
0: software. He's got all the tools, everything ready to go. Now, there were some problems which he needed help with from his alien buddy. Mm. And it was the most unsatisfying problem solving because it sometimes came like this. I have a problem. Oh, this magic alien with his magic metal can solve the problem with his magic engineering skills uh, capabilities capabilities yeah at one point i was like oh they've got to get 10 kilometers away in this dangerous place how are they going to do it and i was like ah the beetles they're going to use the beetles. they're going to send one of these down mm. it means they've, they've got less redundancy to send the information back to earth but it's worth sacrificing one of these beetles and, and I, this is when we were going uh, on the was this when we were driving no. or something no, oh no, it was no, another time was, yeah but i'd already mentioned oh the beetles when is he because he keeps mentioning the beetles yes. like, when are they yes. going to use the beetles yeah he keeps mentioning the beetles I want to know what these these uh, robots with, you know, these power sources and things are.
1: It comes in uh, yeah.
0: 90%. <laughs> yeah, and they, they do get to them at the end. But before then, what they do is just use magic metal to make a magic chain which is 10 kilometers long. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did you suddenly, like, yeah. where did it suddenly come from that you have enough metal magic metal to make a chain that's 10 well, kilometers at long at the
1: time when we when we listened together it was yeah. mentioned lots and lots that this guy came in with lots of bags yeah yeah i
0: get that but if literally somebody has a bag of holding that they can just pull out literally anything that could be made out of metal yeah they can just make it out of metal like at, with the click of her fingers it's sort of like next chapter oh now we have this 10 kilometre chain I'm like 10 kilometres of anything is a is a lot you yeah. know Is yeah. a, whatever metal it is yeah. I don't care if it's the lightest best metal that's ever been made yeah. like, so so many of the problem solving was either the wrong scale for me to solve in mm. my own head yeah. That like it's impossible for a human to actually solve it by themselves or it's human level problem solving scale but then literally a magic alien with magic metal Just makes the device that magically solves it. Yeah. Normally. And that was 90% of the problem solving. Yeah. And so, and a lot of it takes a long time. They're like, oh, I need to talk to the alien. I need to, I need to, we need to learn how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So, and then two weeks later, I could fluently talk the alien language. And I'm like, oh, right, that's great that you just spent two weeks doing that. And handily, no new memories were revealed back to you in the. And nothing happened. Nothing happened in all that time. I didn't mind Mark Watney being stranded on Mars for 300 days and long times happening, like long stretches going past with nothing happening, because the main thrust of that story. He was there by himself. Yeah, the main thrust of it was like, how are you going to survive for 300 days? And you're like, oh right, so it's it's gonna be 300 days until the. I keep using 300 days. I don't know what it was, but it's gonna be 300 days until your crew get comes back to pick up. You've got to survive that long. So I didn't mind sometimes, like, oh, three weeks later, the potatoes are growing pretty well. Mm. I'm like, great nothing has happened in that time yeah. and the, the humanity doesn't need saving like no. you're not <laughs> contacting aliens you're not discovering new things about aliens literally there's parts of this book where it's sort of like oh i guess i should write down something about my experience with this
1: aliens so people at home could know that there's alien life and i'm just like Do- i have oh, oh. i want to say something which is one of my biggest biggest oh
0: you get to your biggest complaint biggest
1: complaint about this and i mentioned it before yeah humans Currently, and I'm just presuming that this is yeah. happening in our current yeah, world. Yeah,
0: roughly near future-ish. Kind of
1: record things. everything. Yep. They are if 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 this happens, it, like we watch SpaceX, and they have literal GoPro cameras or these kind of action strapped to the thing. Yeah, strapped. Everywhere, yeah, like the
0: International Space Station is just continuously streaming what what's going on up there. Yes. There's NASA TV. So this computer.
1: spaceship would have cameras all yeah. over the place, yeah, and this constantly. guy would record yeah. the alien in the interaction with it. Yeah, and uh, nothing of this happens.
0: I know, I know. So. All of that aside, oh yeah, so I'm saying like the the pacing of his problem solving, it's sort of like, again, it just happens at the speed of plot. There's Mm. never any, it doesn't feel like there's urgency, like, oh, we've got to solve this problem really quickly. Three weeks later, and I'm like, well, nothing happened in three weeks, you didn't have a conversation with the alien about his children or whatever? Anyway, so let's get on to, those are my three main complaints about the book. The the plotting doesn't work with the AB story and amnesia. Really bad at writing characters. And the one thing that I go into an Andy weird book story knowing or wanting is problem solving. Yeah. And even if it's like how to do welding on the moon, it's fine. Like I understand. Mm. That. And all of this time, it felt like that problem solving, the joy of problem solving along with Mark Watney, in this case, you know, Mark Watney Light, Grace, Ry- Ryland Grace, yeah. was kind of taken away from me just by, oh, oh we just use some magic metal to, to solve the problem. Yeah. What I liked, Let's get onto the what I really enjoyed about this book.
1: Yes, go for it.
0: Is I loved the world building of like just not the world building, like the problem, like yes. the, the 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 sun is dying. Why is the energy being such on the sun? All of that stuff yes. I found fantastic. Yeah, all of the,
1: the, the alien naming? life form
0: that's on living on Jupiter, no, no on, on Venus, uh, Venus now. Yeah, um, all great. When Rocky turns up, the alien turns up, everything about the Rocky spaceship was great. Everything about all, everything about everything about Ro- Rocky, except his personality. But, you know, all of the biology, all of the engineering, <laughs> all of the, like, the life cycle, how he ate, you know, yeah, how he breeding. Yeah. Just the how just the re-
1: creative stuff. Yeah. Like, the things that um, Andy Weir had to come up with, creative things yeah. that don't, don't exist yet. The
0: Hail Mary and, spaceship, and, the layout yeah. of it, the technology behind it, using these, using these uh, this alien uh, power source to yeah. f- do it. Like everything about the actual setup of the story yes. I found delightful yes. and interesting and Absolutely. fun. Which is why I'm not talking about it now because that's the main good part of it. I got out the book. yeah, But all of it was dragged down by these three major problems. yes, The story not working, the characters not working and the problem solving not working. Yeah, All of it was dragged down by that. But what did work for me really worked for me Unfortunately, that meant after about 50% of the way through the book, Mm. when none of that was being revealed anymore, Mm -hmm. when I already knew how both spaceship works and how Rocky the alien, how he worked and thought and talked and all of that kind of stuff the second half of this book was just this like this uh, uh, loop this game loop going yeah. over if you want to call it a game loop oh a problem comes up how are we going to solve the problem magic metal devices <laughs> yes okay now something else has gone wrong how are we going to solve this oh some energy sources which magically can provide as much energy as you ever need yes. at any yes. point except and then suddenly oh you don't need that much energy okay we d- say it's fine it's easy to work with yes like and,
1: and there is some bits in it where then it reveals that oh the magic stuff isn't actually that magic yeah um but that's kind of only like a, a little bit of like yeah that, it comes too late as yeah. well it comes, it comes too late. late any
0: issues with this anything like oh everything was going to be it, it reminded me of that bit in artemis where again i'm not going to reveal what the situation with this book is in artemis they're like i was literally making notes when listening to that audiobook mm. where i was like don't fuck with the air supply yeah. you, you're, you're talking about your big plan yeah. is fucking with the air supply don't fuck with the air supply and they kept on doing it and then at the end of the book she fucks with the air supply and everything goes wrong i was like why do why didn't you listen to me don't fuck with the air supply yeah. and there some moments in this book where i was like oh no oh mm. no mm. like don't fuck with the alien ecosystem don't fuck with it don't don't mess around with that just send the findings back home people on earth will be able yeah. to set it out don't fuck yeah. with it don't fuck with the alien ecosystem you're fucking with the alien ecosystem don't do it and then disaster you fucked with the alien ecosystem i'm like you shouldn't have fucked with the alien ecosystem yeah, like yeah, yeah, why yeah. Did- and there was those kind of moments in this book like that was on the second part and i made a note oh no this book has become background listening like the Vorkozygan series.
1: Oh, really? You
0: know? Oh. You know what I say about the yeah. Vorkozygan series? That it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. nothing is happening. There's never a problem that won't be solved. There's not really any drama. Yeah. It's just... But unfortunately, even this, like like the characters, what what the Vorkozygan saga does really well is write memorable uh, characters, characters who have yes. fun capers and adventures. Yeah, And this didn't have any of those memorable characters or the fun capers and adventures. It just had, oh, this is a pretty cool thing I guess like that and I finished off the book just messing around on my phone doing housework which is what I normally can't do that's and then I finished listening to the book just messing around on my computer you know I was like looking up stuff on Goodreads not this book oh no I don't even remember what I was doing but I was just making some notes and faffing around and looking stuff up I was like oh this is like the most background listening of any background listening like because I cared so little by the end of this book and nothing was happening in a way which was anything like it just it just started falling between the cracks in my brain. Yeah. You know.
1: Also, I think, you know, normally you have um, a story arc like this felt like the story arc was so um, shifted and towards the end stuff happened that if it would have happened
0: at the beginning. Yeah. Uh,
1: much earlier. Wouldn't yeah. have been I mean, at the beginning, but yeah. much earlier. There would have been an arc. Yeah. And this way it was just like, oh, something and then. ah uh, uh hmm.
0: But yeah, but I even the, the important stuff that happens at the end of the book yeah. felt like just, oh, it was just another mild problem. I'm sure he'll come up with a solution. Oh, yeah, he came up with a solution. Oh, and here's another mild problem. Sure, he'll come up with a solution. Yeah, he comes up with a solution. And it, it just felt 25% too long but also all of the good uh, so much of the good stuff was compressed into the end and yeah. by that time I didn't care yes. because I wasn't yeah. getting new world building I wasn't getting new science I wasn't getting new stuff yeah. it was sort of like and now we have all the pieces iterate over by and then magic metal so yeah, yeah. weirdly yes. I mm. think that mm. this book mm. is kind of so, is, is successful and so many people like it. Yeah. Because actually sometimes the st- the, the problems in The Martian and these other things mm. are actually too human level and they didn't seem high stakes enough. Like, yes. oh, there's a bit of yeah, stuff. It's sort of like, and what gonna happen if, if you don't do this? Oh, I guess I'll maybe go hungry or I won't have any water. You know, it was really low. Stakes. And this is so hyper high stakes oh, yes. that it feels like everything's more important. But, but on the other hand it, it isn't, isn't more important. No. It isn't a bigger story. It's actually a smaller story. It felt this felt like a smaller story than The Martian. Yeah. Because The Martian it just felt like everything was at this personal level of like we're, we could saving one guy. Yeah.
1: Yes. And even though in this book he picked a high school teacher and that kind of gives Blandy people,
0: McBland face. Yes,
1: but that gives gives people probably the impression that they can identify more with this character yeah. because he wasn't, he was the way he was. And he did yeah. fail in academics. And lots of people do. And, and I understand academics is hard. And well, it wasn't even that he failed. He just didn't, no, but, did,
0: just didn't fit in, kind Yes, of. he
1: didn't fit in. But also, it's, it's something that not everyone feels good in and at and it's 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 something that needs to change the the way academia works is really not good i've had issues
0: with bland characters before
1: but but because of these yeah over human scale things yeah it doesn't work Mm. the 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 only identification the, the way to identify is that this guy is supposedly be like a an everyday, um, an everyday science guy. teacher yeah. who gets to do these amazing things. Yeah, but in the end, it's no, just No, literally,
0: He's literally a Superman who doesn't realize not he's a credible, Superman. Yes. No, it's not credible. Um, there's a book called Old Man's War by John Scalzi, and mm. uh, there's this great scene of how you get to know who the main character is. Mm. The like, and he's he's is training like a training montage or training, you know, the boot camp. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. He's at boot camp, mm. and the 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 uh, drill sergeant says. I don't like, um, you know, I don't like Christians. Who here is a Christian? And they're like, I am. All right, run to that, you know, run 10 kilometers and back. And he said, I also don't like Muslims or Jews. Who's here Muslim or Jew? And they put their hands up. All right, you're going to judge. Just... And I don't like Jehovah's Witnesses. And I don't like that. And I don't like atheists. Who here is an atheist? I don't like that. And the whole point is that of, like, he's saying that he doesn't like anyone. And everyone everyone is going to have to run, you know, run up to this top of the hill and back it's down again. He's
1: being punished. Yeah,
0: he's being punished. Everybody has to, everybody has to do that. And, and so what we do is we discover that the main character is the last one one left and so I'm like well what do you do so it's all like, oh, i worked in advertising like oh you have no beliefs at all no i'm not even not even an agnostic like yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's one of these weird things where you discover so many sort of like oh yeah i invented this character this cartoon character that promoted this serial mm-hmm. and the drill sergeant rolls up his arm and he's he actually has that character tattooed on his arm okay and you're like wow that was convenient that your <laughs> drills are, like we know you by zero, like everything that you've never believed in your life yeah. like that you were a, you were a, a a 100% cipher now again I don't mind it Old Man's War was John Scholes John Scholes first novel and the best way to write a, your first character is to have them really bland like just a you know white generic American man whatever uh, like that
1: somebody you can personally identify yeah, with you as an author
0: can identify with but the white American bland man in this book is like I said like the American chauvinism shines through in this yeah, book yeah. in a way which is sort of like America is the default because it's an American author writing American characters. Yeah, with the hero being an American. That's fine. Yes. But when that person is then a representative representative of all of humanity in space. Yeah, it just it, it feels like that's no longer bland. That is like almost a political political statement in itself. Yes. That you trying to be as inoffensive as possible, as possible, like, you know, I, I like almost aggressively inoffensive and bland. Yeah. Is it's in itself like a political statement about the world?
1: Yes. And I think this is definitely one of the biggest thing that I'm really that why I think this book didn't quite like it. I had in, I enjoyed reading it, and I yeah. did like it was. I read it, and the, yeah. the the way he writes the language is. Oh yeah, he's a good writer. It's really good, yeah. but I think with the Martian, yeah, that was his peak. That was the character he can write because it represents him. Yeah, a white um, science interested person. He's a programmer. His yeah. parents were scientists. Yeah, accelerator whatever scientists. Were. Yeah. And this is the kind of person he can write. He can write about this one single character yeah. doing the problem solving, which he has done in The Martian. Yeah. And
0: this is this Here, is put it. put it this way, if this was literally the same story as this. Yeah. But the main character was Mark Watney like, yeah. like it they could have told this could have been just the follow-up to the Martian. Like yeah. oh shit, the earth is, we like, know is this cooling down, already. the sun yeah. is fading, the earth is cooling yeah. down. We need a hero to go into space mm. and survive this way. Who is the most qualified person? You're like Mark Watney, he survived on Mars, he did all yeah. this problem solving. Yeah. We need the world's most expert problem solver. This book would have been more believable and yes. better if it had just been literally the Mark same. Watney yeah. in space and he could have taken the disco music to listen to yeah. and, and made more. He could have had
1: a party with Rocky, yeah.
0: Because like, it would Rocky, have been like I I, I, I would have forgiven so much more of the blandness of the character if it's all sort of like, I like, and I don't mind that. Like, so like the first book in a series or the first movie in a series mm. can do so much of like I say the heavy lifting of character development that by the time you get to Empire Strikes Back, you just sort of like, oh, Han Solo this and guy. Leia, they, yes. they, oh, they have now a history and they're bickering. They're at the bickering stage at their flirty relationship. But everyone knows, yeah. And then by the end of it, when they're obviously having sex, by the time they get to class Cloud City and they're like, I love you, I know you're like, oh right, okay. That wouldn't that you wouldn't believe that if they if they hadn't have met two movies ago. If yes. they'd have met at this at the beginning of this movie, you yeah. wouldn't them falling in love. But they they've gone on two years worth of adventures by then. Like I don't mind all of that. Anyway, yeah. let's wrap up the review there. Okay. You what when you were reading the book as your reading experience and at the moment you finished the book, how would you, like I'm saying, forget all the fridge logic and all the stuff that you thought about yeah. afterwards. Would you? What kind of rating would you have given it then? Four stars. Really?
1: Yes. And then...
0: Yeah. You started actually thinking about I it. I started
1: thinking about it. Mm. And then it, it literally crumbled. And, and I didn't... You know how I write books? I yeah. do write books in the way that they make me... Th- think about the book and the conversations we are having yeah and if they are challenging if they are like the interesting thoughts that come out of it but if the thoughts that come out of my head are oh this is quite you know america-centric chauvinistic stereotypical blah writing yeah I can't rate that four stars. I I just can't give that rating. There were so many things in this book where I then thought afterwards, oh, yeah, oh, oh, this was not good, was it? No. You know, and no, I, I can't give it four stars.
0: Yeah, so what would you give it now?
1: And that's tricky, and that is a tricky no, thing. No, no, it's not tricky. Just say off the top
0: of your head, like uh, your, your reading experience as you're reading it is one thing, but now you want to rate it, like you're re- as you're recommending it to other people as a reading experience. Yeah. Do you think most people could put all that stuff? I think that's the thing. I think most people read this book. And they don't have. It all. They they ha- don't have all those thoughts. They write the review. They give it five yeah. stars. Yeah. And then they don't. They don't, they don't think, think about, about it anymore. It. Yeah. But we do think about books after we've read them because we're going to do a review about them. So you start thinking, you know, you start making some notes or you start formulating your thoughts. Yeah. And that's not the reading experience afterwards, but that is part of your consumption of a book. Yes. My reading experience was not great. Like I say, there was parts of it where I was like this is five-star world building and yeah, five-star yeah. sciencing and five-star and yeah. some of it was really good and interesting, but like I say, three major problems. Yeah. And if the three major problems or if two of the three major problems are I the characters aren't working for me mm. and the plotting and story isn't working for me. Like mm. the main conceit of the main plot with one of the big reveals as we get through, none of that was I was literally making notes about it at the start of the book saying wow this is really clumsy and it wasn't working for me yeah no, i like this was never going to be above a three-star book for me yeah and by the time i got to the end and it was it was uh, just become background listening i was yeah. like well two stars yeah. so like the most i can give this book my high point that i could give this yeah. is two and a half stars yes um
1: yeah i think that too but in a way then i want to put it to Two point seven five because it was at the end when I read but like during reading and yeah. why I didn't think too much about yeah. it, it was higher. So would
0: you would you give this book three stars?
1: That feels too high. This is what I'm saying. Okay. Two point seven five. No, let's me. just give
0: it two and a half stars. Like that's it. That's the rating I'm gonna give this, is two and a half okay. stars. Yes. Because there's no way that you can go through all of this. Like we have said what we enjoyed about this book. Like yeah. there is good stuff in it, it is well written.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Again, on a like a page the, the, by page uh, <laughs> basis, there is some good writing in this. There's
1: good stuff in it, and yeah. I did enjoy it while I reading. Quite it often, and, yes, like, there is
0: there is some good humor and I, in the book.
1: I do totally this this whole part in space. Um, I would have enjoyed much more if there wouldn't have been all this other stuff. Yeah, but I can't I can't give it I can't no, give it just, three it stars really. All
0: um, right, two point five stars. Yes. Let's wrap it up there.
1: Okay, that's um,
0: it. Yeah, Thanks sorry for everyone
1: who gives it five yeah, stars. Yeah, no, no.
0: Again, I've got no problem with it, but again, like I, I just think I some of the some of the
1: oh my mouth, where is it? People are f- fine with us. Yeah, look, put it
0: over it. here. Let's say, like, Diva Diana rated it five stars. Julie Davis rated it two stars. Didn't finish it. Jeff rated it five stars. These are SFBRP listeners. All oh, my friends on Goodreads are probably SFBRP. Yeah. Michael rated it three stars. Yeah, like there are um, David Brady rated two stars. There's plenty of oh, people okay. who, who didn't like oh, SFBRP good, listeners who didn't. Oh, because I didn't see didn't any get...
1: of these people. I only saw five, five stars.
0: No, no, like the SFBRP rated. I mean, it's still highly rated. It's still a 4.24 average, but it's a new book, you know, and the, yeah. and the fans of the author will May. read it and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's it. That's it. You
0: should become our friends on Goodreads so we can see what you think of and books. And
1: you can uh, tell us what you think about this book. Yeah,
0: you can you can go over to the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads and go go to the episode feedback and tell us what you think, or like if you've enjoyed this review or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter and various places. Luke Burridge on Twitter and Instagram, etc. Yep. Juliana is also on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, I am. At J-U-K-U Berlin. Exactly. And also, thank you very much to all our Patreon supporters. Oh, yes. Um, I could
1: uh, well, buy this book. Yeah, because... yeah
0: <laughs> Patreon supporters are, do, are helping us out a lot with the Science Fiction Book Review podcast, even though I set it up mostly for jugglers to support juggling projects that I do. Yep. Um, it's been great that we do actually have a few people. Philippa, send us your Philippa once again. She, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. What's your, uh, rec-
1: what's your book? What's the book? I want to know.
0: Uh, the the idea with the Patreon, there's one of those support ranges that if you give us $25 for, in a month, you get to choose the topic of a podcast which again it was mostly for juggling people jugglers listening to juggling podcast and other videos that we do or live streams um but we have had a few um science fiction book review podcast people uh recommend some books to us and philippa once again did it Philippa for what was it QuickBook reviews uh, yeah. she's got her own podcast anyway so uh, that's it so you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Burge if you want to throw us a dollar a month or whatever i think that's the minimum is a dollar per month yeah which is great or one pound or one euro per month you can do it in any any um
1: that can that makes me can being able to read books and- yeah and, and just get and
0: <laughs> spend spend you know buy more audible credits and just spend some time uh doing this kind of stuff yeah so audible no what's that um patreon patreon.com forward slash lukeboge
1: all right that's it okay uh, Up to the next book. What's your next book?
0: Uh, I don't know. I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll actually want some more background reading, and the next Vorkosigan saga book <laughs> is not in the Audible free library, <gasps> so I'd actually have to spend a credit on Ooh, the, on a Vorkos on the next book oh, No, of not. I'm not spending a credit. <laughs> <on> <laughs> the, I've got other books to do. So I was, okay. I was checking out some other ones. There's this uh, Ben Bova book. Mm-hmm. And when I read, I read one of his ones, New yes. Earth, whatever it was called, and I said, "Oh, there's." A, I actually have better memories of his previous books. One of them was Venus, oh. and so I started listening to that again, just oh. because that was one Good. book that I remember really quite enjoying about it. And you know what? I'm starting reading it, and the the main character, you can see, oh, this character is going to go on a journey. He's he's going to Venus, but huh. he starts off as this rich, spoiled kid who doesn't huh. know anything. And you're like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna have to go on a you know like a
1: it's going to have to grow.
0: You know, with a John Campbell kind of story. Like, oh, he's got just call to action. Then he takes the call to action. and he mm. goes. And you're like, oh, he's starting off with this. And by the end, he's going to actually have to do heroic stuff. He doesn't start off with a hero who just happens to have amnesia and has forgotten he's actually not heroic. You know, like this, this kind of thing, like, Oh, just start off at the start yeah, of a story. Yeah, yeah. Have some flashbacks and work out why he, how he got to how he is. Instead of a bad guy. Said, I'm like, oh, this is actually like basic competent storytelling. So anyway, yeah. yeah, I might continue on with that. But really, I just wanted to like check it out to see uh, yeah. to see what it was like so uh, i'm enjoying it so far that's i'm good. like three chapters in but
1: that's good
0: it's interesting to just immediately see competent storytelling from the off
1: <laughs> all right that's it for that's us it.
0: thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye one hour 15 16 again why is it always that time